Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. It may be a hip word, but side hustling has been around for centuries. Whether it's investing in real estate or a business or flipping houses, that idea of making extra or passive income is one of the key pillars of wealth building. Now, the trick for many of us, though, is to figure out what a smart side hustle is without wasting time or money. 
Enter Nikayla Matthews Okome. You may know her as the host of the popular podcast Side Hustle Pro or her new course, Podcast Moguls. And in this episode, she is sharing her secrets to building a side hustle empire. When it comes to side hustling, um, you don't have to figure it out all at once. You do not have to sit down and not do anything until one day you just, aha, have a perfect idea and then go pursue that. That's not how it works. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Gain, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. As a podcaster, you get used to seeing the icons of other podcasts that are on the top of the charts. And I have been eyeing what Nikayla and her Side Hustle Pro podcast have been doing for some time now, and I'm very impressed. It's no wonder that she is being talked about everywhere. She's approachable, honest in sharing her story and her struggles side hustling, and she created a show that highlights bold Black women entrepreneurs that have scaled from side hustle into profitable business. Definitely a story that needs to be told. And in this episode, we talk about mastering the side hustle mindset, how to build a profitable side hustle, and Nikayla's journey from corporate employee to running this global brand. You're not going to want to miss this one. You are the, I'm going to call you the queen of side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Right. And it feels like everyone is either talking about side hustles or they have a side hustle. I mean, it's certainly a a trendy word, but I'm, I'm just curious from your point of view, do you think side hustles are popular right now out of need? Like people really need to have side hustles just to survive financially? Or is it because there are so many different ways that people can have side hustles? I think side hustles are popular now for a few reasons. You know, they've always existed. This is not something new. It's just now we have social media. Now we're able to share with each other, share the different things we do as side hustles and, you know, inspire others to pursue those ideas. So people are really going for it. So I think it's a mix of necessity and just genuine, genuine curiosity and people finally exploring all those different passions because we're all multi-passionate and yeah. side hustling truly gives you an opportunity to explore some new things. Yeah, right. I love that idea of like exploration because I feel like the kind of old school definition of career is like you pick one thing and then that's the thing you're going to do for your whole life. And I'm so happy that generations we've come along and we've kind of said like, no, we don't want that version of life. Like we want to be able to explore and try different things. And so you're right, like side hustling gives you that ability too, to to test something out and see if, if that's something you really want to do. Right. And I'm also really curious because your podcast, Side Hustle Pro, you specifically highlight what you call bold Black women entrepreneurs who really have scaled like from side hustle to profitable business, which I think we all want to know those secrets. But I'm, I'm sort of curious, you know, what trends are you seeing 
with with Black women entrepreneurs that made you really say, you know what, I want to create a show that is really highlighting and spotlighting these women and what they're doing? Well, so the show came to be because I myself was trying to figure out my next move. I was unemployed at the time. I'd recently moved back to D.C. to live with my then boyfriend, now husband, and was looking for a job, but started blogging again, started learning about the world of online marketing. And ultimately, I think a seed was planted in my head. I didn't even realize it at the time, but this seed was planted about creating my own personal brand. And so even when I ended up getting a job, I didn't stop working on my blog, which switched into a side hustle because, excuse me, which switched into a podcast because ultimately I saw that there was power in investing in yourself and investing in your who you are outside of a company. So that was the first part. And then with focusing on Black women, what I realized as well was I was inspired by people who look like me. So I'm a firm believer that you can't be what you can't see. And you need to be able to see other people doing what you're doing to believe that it's possible. So that's what happened to me. I realized I wanted to hear more of these stories because they were like my energy. They were what kept me going when I was frustrated and I didn't see it out there and it didn't exist as a podcast. So I decided to create it. I wanted to learn from women who were like me, who needed that full-time job, but were eventually <laughs> able to scale their side hustle into a full-time business. I love that. Like you, you I, I love that message that you you can't see what you aren't, what you are not, you know? Um, yeah. I just think that um, so many of us need that kind of message in our lives these days. Like things are crazy out there. <laughs> um, and, and I'm curious with, with the conversations that you've had and just thinking about side hustles in general, like what are the places that you feel like people get stuck with side hustles where they have a side hustle, but maybe it's more like a hobby. Maybe they're not making much money with it. What are, are have you found any, any trends with the people that you've spoke with about where are those places where they got stuck and maybe they were able to push through? Of course. Well, I know every side hustle is different. So across the board, there are going to be different things depending on industry that get people stuck. But what is most common that I see is really mindset. I see people getting stuck in self-doubt or fear or these made-up circumstances that they're imagining is going to happen when they do X, Y, Z. And so they don't even do it. And and yet they're thinking all these things are going to happen. And you kind of just have to conquer your mind in order to <laughs> take the next step. So I have people who are scared to do a side hustle because they're scared they'll get fired. And they literally haven't built anything, haven't put up a website, haven't done anything that would give them the indication that that could occur. But that is a fear that they're allowing to stop them in their tracks. We have just spent, I actually am so happy you brought that up because we just spent the entire month of January talking about mindset, money mindset, and thinking about ways that your mind is maybe keeping you stuck. So I love that you brought that up. And I'm curious, this concept of like conquering your mindset, because I think this happens to all of us, no matter what we want to do, we let those fear messages get in our head and they get so big that we just don't even take a step. Like, what are the, some of the ways that you even personally have figured out of how you can conquer the mindset or or just even push through those really like those those fear mongering (laughs) (laughs) things that go on in our head right well first I have to say that I am still 
working it out, right? Like every level, yes. every every new day comes with something new. So you're constantly working on your mindset. But what has worked for me thus far is one, taking a moment when I feel anxious and anxiety to just analyze. <laughs> that sounds funny, right? When, I, when, right. I'm, when I'm anxious, I analyze. But no, taking a moment to really sit back with your thoughts and say, okay, what am I afraid of and why? And what what is true? What can happen? And also to give myself grace to mess up. So one of the biggest sources of anxiety can come from failing publicly and everyone knowing that something you put out there is a flop. And once my husband, you know, he's, he shared this quote with me that's like, everything is practice. And once he said that, I always have that ringing in my head whenever I'm getting ready to do something that I'm afraid of. I'm just like, hey, you know what? This is practice. This is practice. I'm learning. Whatever comes from this, I will be better for it. And so that's one of the the best ways that I've been able to push past those limiting beliefs. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think wasn't it uh, Albert Einstein or something that says, uh, "I've I've I've tried." Yeah, like I've tried ten thousand times. I you know I haven't failed. And and I think if you if you talk to any entrepreneur or right. really I mean really anybody who's tried to do anything, they have probably quote unquote failed more times than they actually have succeeded. It's just we don't see those times. Right. Like we don't talk. We don't highlight those. Like we only want the pretty package stories and. And so we then think that, okay, if my version doesn't look like that, I'm not doing it right. I think that happens to all of us. Like we, and I try to share this a little bit too with, you know, the things that I post on Instagram or Facebook and just letting people know that it's not, or, you know, my first episode of the year was sharing my wins and my misses, because I want you guys to know that it may look like I'm having the best year ever, Side Hustle Pros featured here, there, everywhere, but this is a case where my wins and my misses are happening at the very same time. <laughs> you might not realize it, but it is. But I'm pushing forward because that is that's life. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love that you shared that. Um, and then I want to go back to this idea you were talking about investing in yourself and how important that is and, and building your own brand. What if you are listening and you work a corporate job and that idea of investing yourself or building a brand, like you don't have any desire to become an entrepreneur, how can you still do that within kind of those constraints and understand the importance behind that? One of the ways you can do that is, first of all, knowing your strengths, always keep in mind what you do well, why you're there, what you're hoping to gain and learn while you're at this company and what you, what skills you want to develop. So it starts there with really looking internally and saying, Hey, what do I want out of life? And how do I want to support that with this job? How is this job going to help me to get to that goal? And you may not want to be an entrepreneur, but outside of that, you may enjoy helping others in some way, some way, in some way, shape or form. All of us have experience that will be helpful for others. And so if you want to speak on a panel, if you want to be able to share this information with people who need it, then it's time for you to think of at the very minimum developing a personal website where you share your background, some of the things you've done, what you're interested in, why you're interested in this and why you would be a qualified speaker about this topic. So it starts there with, with looking internally, understanding your strengths and connecting that to your ultimate purpose. 
ultimate purpose. I like that a lot. Somebody asked me the other day, what was my ultimate purpose in life? And I was and like, I, and hmm. I have some thoughts on that too. Cause when yeah. you say that, it sounds so deep, like, right? you know, like I've got it all figured out and that's not it. What I've come to realize, and I actually had a, a aha moment one day and recorded a voice note to myself when I had this thought is, okay, I don't think that there's ever a moment where you just say to yourself, this is my ultimate purpose and it's it's done. Because I believe that our whole life is meant to be lived. And as we live, we discover that purpose, but we are given little clues along the way. So we mm, know yeah. more about what parts and pieces our ultimate pur- purpose entails. So that's what I mean. It's like, as you find clues of things that set you alive and, and make you just, you know, set your soul on fire, makes you have a good date, lean into that. So for example, yesterday I, um, you know, I had a really bad night of insomnia, so I didn't get to sleep till 9 a.m. And then oh my woke gosh. up, I know, woke up around uh, 12 because I had to start some strategy calls that day with my podcast mogul students. And as soon as I had my first strategy call, it was like I'd had 24 hours of sleep. I was that energized. I was that just in my zone. And like that, that is what I lean into. Like, this is a part of my purpose. That's great advice. I love that you shared that. And kind of going back to, to side hustles in general, if I, I guess, what would make a profitable side hustle? Or how do you figure out what you should even do as a side hustle? You know, you talked about like these little clues, like being kind of a detective and putting these clues together. But then how do you decide like, okay, maybe I should try this thing as a side hustle. And how in the world do I make money with that? Right. So that question has many parts. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's, that's cool. I love talking about that because when it comes to side hustling, um, you don't have to figure it out all at once. You do not have to sit down and not do anything until one day you just, aha, have a perfect idea and then go pursue that. That's not how it works. It, it starts with action. Action will lead you to understand, okay, this is what I like to do. This is, I don't like to do this part and so forth. So for me, it started with, taking an assessment of my skills. And, and you don't need to do this alone. I actually ended up, um, while I was unemployed, <laughs> sending out a survey to my friends because I was just having one of those life moments where I could not remember what I was good at. I was feel, uh, I was in such yeah. a place of um, shame because I graduated from business school without a job. I it was feeling so low that I just was taking for granted anything that I've ever done well. All I could focus on were my mistakes. So I sent out this survey and I asked them to fill it in, just letting me know, you know, what are some times that you saw me shine? What do I do well? What do you think I should pursue? Just everything. And it was anonymous so they could speak freely. And the result of that surveys survey pointed me back to my blog. It, they talked about how I was so good at anything we had to do with marketing and social media marketing whenever we had a project, that I was a great writer, that I was, you know, great at leading. And all of those clues helped me to take the next step. So it wasn't like, yeah. aha, a blog is going to solve my all my issues and, and, you know, give me my next job. However, that's when I started to work on building my personal brand and writing and I didn't know where it would lead. The first blog was actually quite boring. It was about like marketing <laughs> trends. <laughs> if I'm being honest. 
But as I started to blog again, slowly got my, you know, rhythm going. That's when I started interviewing people. I was like, well, actually, I don't know where this will lead, but I'm going to interview people because that's what I enjoy doing. I like hearing people's stories. They motivate me. And ultimately, the blog led to the podcast, which led to me continuing to side hustle with the podcast and grew the podcast from there. And now I was able to ultimately take that side hustle, make it my full-time hustle, leave my job at NPR. And now I also coach other people in doing the same. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm. 
for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. It's Tuesday, and we've got another Ask Shauna, and this one comes from Caitlin. Caitlin says, Hi, Shauna. First off, thank you for your work, podcast, and positive messages. Thinking about money makes me so anxious, but I always feel a little bit better and hopeful after listening to Millennial Money. I'm trying my best to get out of credit card debt and recently committed to formal budgeting, but still feel a little overwhelmed. I'm not sure if I allocated my income correctly, and I'm swimming in receipts that I really don't want to comb through. Do you have any tips for beginner budgeters, or is there a past episode you would recommend? Also, I recently got a mail offer from debt consolidation app called Tally. It pays your credit cards for you, but you have to take out what seems to be a loan with them. Are these services worth looking into? Thank you for taking the time to read my questions, and if you can offer any help, I will not be able to appreciate it enough. Well, Caitlin... First off, thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you so much for submitting your question. I know there is someone else listening that has that exact same question. First, my question to you is, did you listen to the bonus episode, Five Minute Friday, about budgets? That was last week. I shared five lies about your budget that aren't true, and hopefully that gives you a little nudge in a direction. But yes, I've got a bunch of past episodes that I would recommend listening to, and I will put the links directly to those episodes in the show notes so you can easily find them. How to budget the right way, get a life you love on a budget you can afford, and budgeting sucks, no one has a plan, but you can are three of the top episodes I would really recommend. Also, I have put together a little written guide, How to Easily Create a Budget. And if you go to bit.ly slash budget, that's budget. I will be sure to put that link in the show notes as well. But that walks you through my process of how to just easily, easily create a budget. My number one tip is really that you don't need anything fancy. I mean, apps are great. I love You Need a Budget. I love Mint. I love Clarity Money. Those are my favorites. I think Clarity Money is great if you're just starting out with budgeting. You Need a Budget is a bit more labor-intensive, but once you get it set up, it is a fantastic friend for you. And then, of course, everybody knows Mint. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But you can use what works for you and throw out the rest. But the key is really to categorize your spending. I call it know your numbers. And it's really the act of just knowing where your money is going. And you can do this so easily by just looking at your bank statements. 
The power is when you know where your money's going, you are in the driver's seat to make real changes. It is like the aha moment. And that is essentially what budgeting is just about. It's setting your goals. What are your money goals? Where is your money going currently? And then how can you better direct your money so you can actually achieve these goals? That is the only reason you go through this process of budgeting. So we tend to really overcomplicate budgeting, but it in simplicity, it is just knowing where your money's going and then having a few of those aha moments where you say, oh, I don't want to spend that much here. Let me figure out how to change that. Or maybe I could spend a little bit more money here. Or the biggest aha is like, wow, I found an extra $100 in my bank account just by knowing where my money's going. So it's so powerful. And I don't want you to get hung up on thinking that budgeting is this really hard, complicated thing to do because it just isn't. I'm going to totally demystify that for you. And great question that you had, Caitlin, about the debt consolidation. I think tally is great for some people and not great for others. And they use what's called the avalanche method of paying down debts, where you focus on the debt with the highest interest rate first. But the good news is is that you can actually do this for yourself. You don't need an app. All you need to do is just organize your debts by highest to lowest interest rate and then focus on paying the minimum payment on every debt but the one with the highest interest rate. The highest interest rate card you put any extra cash you've got on top of the minimum payment until that one is paid off. Once that one's paid off, then you move to the next highest interest rate. So rather than just throwing any extra cash on your credit cards, you're actually working with a strategy. And that is what Tally's main focus is doing. So I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with their service. Just make sure that it's best for you, that it's really going to suit your needs. And also know that you can totally do this strategy without being a finance guru. So I hope that helps you a little bit in the direction, Caitlin. I just want you to know that you totally got this. Budgeting isn't that hard. Paying off your debt isn't that hard. You just have to know where your cash is going. That's going to be the most powerful step you can take. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainen, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, 
and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I always tell people, like, just take these small steps. Like, you just, you took one step and then another step and another step, and it kept leading you places. And I think that, that that is... So many of us get stuck. We don't even want to like put our toe forward because right. what if it doesn't work? Or like you said, all those fear talks and and all of that in our head. But I, I love when I can share stories of people who just said, you know what, I'm just going to take the step and I have no yes. idea where it's going. Right. And you but know, it's going I mean, somewhere. Exactly. And in, an important piece of this too is I took the steps without knowing how I was going to make money. So at least in my experience, it's very hard to do both. If you start something simply because you think it will make you money, uh, chances are your heart's not in it, your passion isn't there, and that's going to show through at some point. You know, people people can see through who's doing it because they're genuinely good and love it and who's doing it because they saw someone else do it right. and they're just trying to make money. So that's the important thing. Be willing to fake, take the first step, even when you don't know where it will lead, even when you don't know how you'll make money because once your passion is there, it will eventually lead to monetization. Such a good point. You know, I, I go back. Um, I, I'm actually celebrating the fifth year of podcast for Woo-hoo! me. And I had no idea what I was doing when I started podcasting. <laughs> I was like, what? And then I was like, wait a minute. People are actually listening to me blabber on in a microphone. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> um, I would love to know, like, your your journey into podcasting. Were you kind of the same way where you're like, I'm just going to grab a mic and and start this thing and see how it works out? Or did you have maybe a little bit more strategy behind you? So it was a little bit more strategy, but I still didn't know the landscape. When I first started, I was learning just like everybody else. So first of all, you know what? I had to get over my own doubts of, oh my gosh, you know, can I do this? Will this be good? Will anybody listen? So once I got through that and actually launched, then the response let me know that, okay, I have hit on a need. I have hit on a want. Let me, you know, continue to do this. But now let me start to learn about the industry and how it can grow. And that's when I started to explore um articles on monetization, the process, things like that, what I would need to do to get to a place where I could work with a sponsor. And with that in mind, that's what I focused on. I focused on creating valuable content, 
growing my audience to a level where sponsors would be interested. And then also focus on consistency because I knew in order for my numbers to keep growing, I had to consistently release good episodes. So I couldn't like fall off. And that's right. what I focused on. <laughs> and I mean, the marketplace of podcasting, I, mean, I know you know this. I know this, of course. It's just crazy. I mean, the, there's so many people that have podcasts and I think it's so great. And unfortunately, there's a lot of I wouldn't, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but there are a lot of celebrity podcasts that um, maybe get a little bit more attention than some of the other podcasts, but, yeah. um, but that's fine. That's the way it works. But if, if somebody wants to start a podcast, what, what could you even just give us like three little nibbles of what are a couple of things that, that they should do to create like a great show that maybe one day could be sponsored that that could bring in money. Okay. Yes. So if you're looking and you're in that space of, should I start a podcast? The first thing you should do is sit down and ask yourself, why <laughs> Why are you starting <laughs> this podcast? Um, what is your ultimate goal? Who do you want to serve? And, and the serve piece is huge. So that brings me to number two, the who you want to serve is really understanding who your listener will be. So a lot of people start podcasts with themselves in mind. They're self-serving. They want to get their name out there. They want to promote their business. And they're not realizing that people who listen to podcasts, they are making a choice to take this intimate medium and take it on a road trip, take it on their commute. That means they're, they want to learn something or they want to gain something. They want to be entertained. They don't want to be sold your business. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, what are you talking about? Right, right, right. They don't want that for 30 or to 60 minutes every week. Okay. Like a few commercial breaks maybe, but, um, so you have to start to think of how will this, um, how will my content be a solution for them? What is the problem that they have? So for most of us, our podcast, our podcast idea relates to something that we genuinely want. So I wanted to see more women who look like me. You might want to tap into more people who are on this path and, and you know, how they've conquered their mindset. You want this. But now in order to take off your blind spots, you need to also understand what other people want. So I recommend for people to research and get a sense of who their listener will be, what they will need. So they can also think of the longevity of the podcast too. Like, how will I break down this topic over weeks and months for years to come? Like you, five years, you know, you want to be in this game for a while because it could take you a while to build that audience and to start to monetize. And then the next thing is to share and promote your show every week as if it is the first time <laughs> you are releasing this show. And that is how I approach all of my marketing. So every week you will see me post across all of my channels. You will see me engage across all of my channels. And that has been one of the key ways that um, Side Hustle Pro has grown. Yeah, certainly has. You've done like such an amazing job, I think, getting the word out of there. And I, I'm also curious, I kind of want to go back to that like moment where you talked about like where you decided to quit your job and kind of go all in into podcasting and, and side hustles. What was that moment like for you? So that moment was, it was a series of moments. It wasn't, you know, just one moment. It's something that I thought about for a year. I had a pivotal moment, actually. And um, if you... 
are in my Facebook group, you'll see if you scroll back through videos, I had a moment where I was actually crying because I'd had a rough day at work. I felt underestimated and underappreciated um, with the knowledge that I could bring to the table, which I sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one who ever feels that way. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I just want to quit. I just want to podcast full time. And I had a conversation with my husband and we just spoke about, okay, you want to do this, but how are you going to make money? <laughs> <laughs> Reality check. Reality check. So that was the question. That was, so my moment was December or September 2016. And that was the question that guided me into 2017. How am I going to make money? So that is when I started to explore different revenue streams. And the what went into that moment was understanding what revenue streams would work for my business. You know, what would be my business model? What revenue streams would it entail? Could I scale those revenue streams when I left? Was I sure about this? But also, I also saved aggressively just in case things didn't go as I planned. And so that's what went into that moment where I knew, okay, I can do this. I believe in myself. I've got a, a little safety net and I know what I'm going to do to hit the road, the, hit the road running, hit the ground running, excuse me. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what ground, I did. Same, yeah. Right, same thing. <laughs> what are some of the biggest like money lessons you think that you've learned since since that 2016 moment as a business owner? Are there any that would just like really profoundly stand out to you? I would say the biggest money lesson has been that cash is king. Having capital, liquid capital is huge. So as much as I want to, you know, do other things and invest in other areas of my business, I always just look at what will be my backup? You know, what will be the cash flow if XYZ sponsors don't pay me for whatever reason? If their business right. crashes, I have to make sure that I can stay afloat. Um, you know, so what I've learned is to just keep my cash very solid because no matter how great someone is, well-intentioned, whether it be a client or a, uh, you know, a brand or sponsor you're working with, they're going to be late payments. They're going to be payments you have to chase. So you cannot, um, have your livelihood and your ability to keep a roof over your head depend on that. You have to always have some liquid cash available. I like that. Yes, cash is still king. <laughs> um, and how do you do the? Uh, how do you handle the mindset piece? Because I mean, I know I've I've run a business ever since I left college, and being an entrepreneur is not easy. It's 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 tough. It's very rewarding, but it is very tough mentally. You know, you have to push through those moments of, of extreme fatigue. Like, how have you been able to, to balance your own mindset in this four-year, like, like, transition period? Yes. The mindset was definitely the, the hardest transition for me. It was a struggle. I didn't realize how much even little water cooler talk that you do at work contributes to your well-being. You know, you see humans yeah. all day, <laughs> even if you right? don't want to, but it's it's helpful. It's nice. I'm not even, I consider myself an introvert. I don't even like small talk like that, but <laughs> I don't like humans. But, I like to be by myself. I'm right there with you. Girl. When, you're, when you're by yourself all the time, things change. You're like, oh, wait a second. I miss people. So <laughs> the fir the ways that I manage my mindset is realizing what I need. Like, okay, I need human interaction a few times, you know, a month. <laughs> I won't say a week because I don't, but a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, I'm right there with you. What, what will I do to get that? And then also I um, 
talk to other people who are in the same boat. That's why going to conferences and meeting other people with a similar mindset or a similar field is helpful because you're able to turn to them and say, hey, have you experienced this? What are your thoughts on this? And know that you're not crazy. Know that you're, you know, going through similar things. And that has been helpful as well. Tapping into my tribe and, 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 you know, I have a little, um, I have a mastermind with people who are fellow podcasters, fellow entrepreneurs. So that has been huge. And I'm also grateful and, and, and thankful to have, oh, excuse me. I hit my mic. So let me start over. I'm also grateful and thankful to, um, live with an entrepreneur. So my husband is also an entrepreneur. He's an app developer. And so he's, He's been on this path longer than me, so I'm able to share tips and tricks with him. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you what that relationship is. I mean, obviously, partners and and spouses and money. There's inherent uh, landmines that can that can blow up there. <laughs> uh, but that's really interesting. You're both entrepreneurs, so have you been able to find like this nice balance of being able to like motivate each other and? Um, you know, push each other forward kind of in those tough money moments. Right. We have. We definitely have. Um, it, it definitely hasn't been easy because when you transition from working, one person working, one person being an entrepreneur, there's that newfound, um, you know, conundrum of, okay, we see each other all the time. How do we make sure <laughs> that we don't turn into business partners? <laughs> you know, we keep yes. the romance. We Handshake, nice right, to, right. yeah. Talking about business all the time. So, you know, we keep business out of our, like, once we cross the threshold of our bedroom, like, we do not talk about business. And um, we take space, you know, so one person will go to a coffee shop or what have you. So we're not home together all day working because we will guarantee distract each other. And then with money, that is, I mean, that's just something you learn from before you're getting married. If you're, you know, fortunate enough to do premarital counseling, those those are the open conversations that you learn to have and you learn strategies to talk through because people have different money uh, mindsets, um, backgrounds with money. And so we had to get on the same page. And once we had those conversations, it was much easier with business to understand, okay, here's, here's what we're doing with our money. Here's what's working. And, um, so, for example, I was considering investing in like a huge, hugely expensive mastermind, um, even though I we'd recently learned I was pregnant. And after talking it through, we just realized, like, you know what, like what I was saying about cash is king, we could we could do it. And we know it would we hope at least it would pay off because you never yeah. know anything. But you know what? It would just make us feel better to have that cash liquid right now. And that's I, I'm so glad you brought that up because no matter if you are an entrepreneur or not entrepreneur, it's having those open conversations right. and also not being afraid to say, okay, this might be great, but maybe this isn't the thing for us right, right now. now. Right. And having those honest moments with yourself, I think that's like a really important message to share. Well, I'm curious, Nikayla. Like, let's say we fast forward like 20 years from now, and looking <laughs> at your life. Oh, God. I know that feels like feels like so far away, but I'm just right. like, like, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to to remember you for doing or being? Ooh, that one's deep. That one's deep. <laughs> um, you know, but interestingly enough, that is something that I've been thinking about uh, recently, just due to you know current events that are happening in the world and. Um, I've just been thinking about the fact that, of course, I want to do much more. You know, I hope I have many more years to live to continue to impact the world. But if there's one thing I want people to remember me for, it is that I encourage them to step outside of the boxes that they felt they needed to fit into and to embrace 
their gifts, embrace the things that make them weird, quirky, and go after it. Just try it. I'm not saying you have to be an entrepreneur. I'm not saying you have to quit your job. But if there's something lingering in your mind, a passion, a hobby that you want to take more seriously, go after it. I want people to not leave this world with anything left inside that they did not pursue. Isn't she awesome? (laughs) I'm going to keep coming back to this mindset piece because I think you can see how key it really is in Nikayla's success. And it might just be the thing that's stopping you from your success. So I really want to encourage you to follow Nikayla's roadmap. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to take some action steps today. You can find everything Nikayla at her website, sidehustlepro.co, or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the socials at Side Hustle Pro. And if you want to find out more about growing your podcast into a business and a brand, go to podcastmoguls.com. So listen, on this podcast, we are changing the language around money to help others unlock the lives they want to live. Now you are part of that movement, so it's up to all of us to invite people into the journey. So share this episode with a friend, someone you think that is really ready to make life changes, that want to step into their side hustle mastery. Tell them why they should be listening and invite them in so we can all talk about money in a new, fresh, and fun way. Hey, where are you going? We're not quite finished yet. We just wanted to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money and for helping us create a safe space to talk about money. For more on this episode, check out the show notes and don't be afraid to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Seriously, we love hearing from our Millennial Money family, so send us your rave reviews. We look good in five stars, just saying. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.